New discoveries show that we can think of time as an essence that follows the same rhythms and cycles that govern everything from particles to galaxies. If we know where we are in a cycle, then we know what to expect when it repeats. Unquote. That was a quote from Fractal Time by Greg Braden. Hey, this is Wyatt with Creative Habits Podcast. Thanks a lot for listening. And this week we're going to be talking about time, the gap, and 1,000 true fans. So it might be obvious, but I just wanted to make this uh, little point for the podcast, and that is where I'm coming from, which is a, a point of exploration rather than a point of total expertise and experience, meaning, you know, the art of creating or the creativity um, is all an exploration. That's why I go and talk to the guests. That's why, um, you know, I look into the different books and try to understand it and then put that perspective on the podcast. It's not because I'm telling you, oh, this is how it is. This is uh, I'm more saying, hey, um, you know, this is what I found to be true in my current exploration towards creative mastery of a particular art. In my case, it's pottery. But it could be anything. And so I want to make that point clear that it's a point of exploration. This podcast is an exploration towards creativity or mastery of a particular craft, not a, a place of saying, okay, I've been there and this is how you do it. So note uh, regarding last week's podcast and 10,000 hours. See, uh, I, I thought about one thing, which was iteration and how 20 out, whether it's 20 hours or 10,000 hours, iteration is what's key. So time itself is reading a book on time and I'll be weaving a bit of that into today's podcast, but I wanted to say iteration is more important and flexible to understanding the 10,000 hours or the 20, 20 hours uh, that you might go through. It's not the hours, of course. It's the iteration. It's okay. Let's say you want to make a cup and, uh, you know, so you throw the, the, the cup on the wheel. So you figure out what the process is. You figure out how long it takes you to make a cup. And that's your one iteration. You make one cup. That's one iteration. And if you're making anything, you have to go through a, a lot of iterations in order to understand the process, to grok it, and then to uh, break it down and to be able to do it over and over again, and then get to a level of mastery where you actually make it more creative. You spin something upon that cup that is your own special sauce, that makes it your flavor, that it makes it your own, and makes people curious and say, whoa, that's kind of cool. So when you iterate, you get to that place where your mind becomes so habituated to the process that you're almost bored enough to say, oh, well, what if we did this instead? So the iteration is what causes that to happen. And if you think about so many iterations to get to a level of mastery, that gives you more flexibility within your particular dynamic in life to understand what it means to get there than saying 20 hours or 10,000 hours. You need to understand how many iterations it's going to get to make your brain turn off or make your brain get bored enough to say, hey, what if we did this instead? It's those iterations that are much more important to look at. 1,000 True Fans, as defined by Kevin Kelly, says, quote, a creator, such as an artist, musician, 
photographer, craftsperson, performer, animator, designer, video maker, author. In other words, anyone producing works of art needs to acquire only 1,000 true fans to make a living, unquote. Now, <laughs> we're going to digress into what this actually means and the myth of it. Or is it a myth? So there is a challenge to say, is it a myth or isn't? And each person, I think, needs to understand if it's a myth for them or not. Because in some cases, it will be a myth. And in other cases, you can actually achieve this, and people have. So how does this work? So a a true fan, a quote from Kevin Kelly, again, quote, a true fan is defined as someone who will purchase anything and everything you produce. They will drive 200 miles to see you sing. They'll buy the super deluxe reissued high-res box set of your stuff, even though they have the low-res version. They have a Google alert set for your name. They bookmark the eBay page where your out-of-print editions show up. They come to your openings, and they have you sign their copies. They buy the T-shirt and the mug and the hat. They can't wait till they you issue your next work. They are true fans, unquote. So in other words... They are it. So they're going to be the true fans. Now, this is like the diehard fan, right? Um, and the reason this works, the reason you'll be able to support yourself with the 1,000 true fans is because, in general, a true fan, each true fan spends about $100 per year. So this translates to 100,000 which is, you know, you know, usually around 70,000 after taxes maybe somewhere around there and that's about generally when people feel happiest. Like if you look up on wages and such and this is just a, a little slight um digression but look on wages those that make 70,000 um are are generally pretty happy and above that you, you, there isn't much of an incremental difference but it's it's much different than 50,000 to 70,000. Like that's a huge difference. It's enough of a bump to give uh, a lot more level of comfort to most people on average. So anyway, okay, so let's say you need 1,000 true fans. So do you really, can you get 1,000 true fans and how does this work? So that's what we're going to talk about. So the true fans, now 1,000 true fans, just like the 10,000 hours, 20 hours, it's just a number. It's the process, of course, as we all know, the process of understanding what you need to get uh, those 1,002 fans. When you go through that process, you, you make it a um, you know a, a mark, and you say, okay, this is what I'm going to uh, shoot for, 1,002 fans. Now, there might be too many for people to start with, um, but what it does in your mind when you break down the process of saying, okay, what, what would it take to get 1,002 fans? When you break down that process, you realize it's achievable. And that's what you're doing by going and saying, I'm going to get 1,000 true fans. You're, the number doesn't really matter. You, you, can, you can say 100. But when, when you look and you say, one, it's achievable. I can get 1,000 true fans. I don't have to get 100,000. I can get 1,000 true fans. It's achievable. And when I get those 1,000 true fans, if they spend $100 a year, that's actually doable. For a lot of people that say uh, they would spend $100. So that enough, that alone in and of itself is going to say, okay, this is doable. I'm going to go and do it versus I'm going to get 100,000 fans. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I, I got to do go on Facebook and I got to go on Twitter and I got to make my website and, you know, eventually I'll get there. No, you can actually say, okay, I'm going to get there. <laughs> and you can break down the process. And when you do, you know, you get to the 50 and then you get to the 100 
And then uh, there's a tipping point that happens, and you do get to the, the thousand true fans. So how you get there um, is part of what we'll talk about. And there's an exercise we're going to be um, doing. You can check out on the Creative Habits website, creativehabitspodcast.com. And the exercise is to uh, basically write down what a true fan could purchase from you. Because well, let's back up a little bit. So if you're going to have a thousand true fans, right, what gets uh, a true f- any sort of fan is curiosity. And you you have some sort of special soft. You've gone through that iteration enough that you spun your own specialness into whatever you create. That special sauce, you have some something in there, woven in there. People go, oh, whoa, that's kind of cool. And it grabs them. It grabs their curiosity. And they, they want to look at more. And you have something else. And it, it also has a bit of curiousness to it. And so eventually they start. Uh, making it a habit. It's a habit for your fans to check out the new thing you've got. And so they subscribe. It, it, it makes it easier to, to subscribe. And then when after they subscribe, um, they uh, they need to purchase. Now, when they purchase, is it different from having a fan? You know, they might subscribe and then someone who purchases. That's when they have some skin in the game because, you know, without the skin in the game, they're just a fan. Now, the skin in the game might be sharing with others because, you know, that's a reflection partially on you. But it's even more to have a purchase. And it doesn't have to be a big amount. It can be a small amount. So the the next level is purchasing. So you, um, you have to have some way um, someone can easily purchase. It's a, it should be a small amount, something of a quote-unquote no-brainer. Some people call this like a tripwire because it doesn't, it doesn't cost that much and it gets people to make a purchase. It's just too good to pass up. And from there, so you have this different audience member from a subscriber or a sharer, and um, it's a cycle. Um, it's, it's, it's part of getting them to buy because it shows a level of commitment. You really don't get any other way. So you have to know the cycle, the path from becoming a, a fan to a true fan, and you have to lay it out. Uh, and then you can go through and iterate, much like you would do creating a, a piece of pottery or a piece of, of art. And you have that map, and you have to just practice. And as you practice, as you do with your art, you have to keep building and refining that path. Uh, some people, you know, with this process of going from, uh, you know, a visitor to a subscriber to uh, an engaged subscriber to a fan, some, you, you know, it, it's a bit of a funnel. Um, to, to, to go from a visitor to a buyer. You, you put put people through a funnel, so to speak, when mm-hmm. you get them to subscribe. Um, and it's just a longer funnel when you get them to buy. So the exercise, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit more about this process in terms of failure points and looking at it in terms of uh, creating things and the gap because the gap the gap to get there is very important so um so the gap uh first the exercise okay the exercise go to creativehabitspodcast.com and you'll see this exercise but you basically you write down what a true fan could purchase from you and you take one of those items and make it a popular item or or somewhat popular item and make it a ridiculous price you know make it a no-brainer and you're not just gonna, you're not going to advertise that on your site, 
or in a popular place, you're going to actually advertise that on a thank you page because it's designed. I mean, you can advertise it on your site, but it works particularly well if you put it on your thank you page. So after they become a subscriber, you put it on on your thank you page. They're saying, you know, thank you for becoming a subscriber and so on, so forth. They thought you might like this uh, as a special for becoming a subscriber. So and most thank you pages, you know, they're forgotten. Uh, when something says yes to you, though, it's, it's a gold mine because they they will be more apt to say yes again. Um, so you put on the thank you page, um, and it's it's a win win because basically you're giving them something at a pretty good price, and um, and they're and you're you're getting them to you know bump up their level of commitment to you. So one way you can look at this um, is is if you have something you can do this with, you could do free plus shipping. So the items free, and all they pay is shipping. Now. If you do it right, it cancels um, out until you get the subscriber for free. Or in some cases, depending on the item, you actually, they pay a little bit of shipping. And so you get, you know, it doesn't cost you as much in shipping. And so you get a little something, you know, so you're not totally out um, your whatever you've uh, created. But that gets into, you know, has to weigh less than a pound and so on and so forth. But if it's digital, you're better off because there's no physical uh, part involved, but anyway, so that's the exercise. Um, I have some a breakdown of of how you would do that, but if you go to the the website, so now let's talk about the gap. Now, um, the gap is something really cool. If you listen to uh, Ivory Glass, this is a very popular thing. But if you haven't heard it before, you're gonna love it. If you have, you know, you know what I'm talking about. He he mentions how. Uh, and it's beautiful. You know, Ira Glass is just great. But he mentions how we have a notion of where we want to be in the beginning. And what we produce doesn't live up to that vision. Uh, we can see, you know, it doesn't live up to it. And we get pretty disappointed. And Ira Glass is pointing out, you know, this is pretty normal. And you get through it. Uh, but the only way you get through it is you need to do a lot of work. And that's iteration. You, you only d- uh, get through those that painful disappointment and... Um, when you do the iterations, and only by doing a lot of work do you eventually close the gap between what you're producing and the vision of how you have of what work is is good, good, really good. Um, and it'll take you a while, and you'll just have to fight your way through it. And most people don't fight their way through to the point where they get good enough. They give up because they're too frustrated by the garbage. <laughs> you have to burn your burn through the garbage. So. In this case, you know, not only with art, but but with getting true fans, when when you lay out your process, you know, of getting one thousand true fans, let's say, you you're gonna want to give up because it's just like you know, ah, oh, this isn't working, you know. But you have to you have to look at the the path it takes to get there, and you have to treat it like you would create anything. Um, so one of the best ways to do that is through what's uh, called the loving lens. Quote, if you had a loving lens on yourself, how much more could you create? Unquote. Now, this is from the Good Life Project, and I'll link to this uh, interview that is done on the Good Life Project in the show notes at creativehabitspodcast.com. But the important part of this is when you're doing a thousand true fans or when you're doing the iteration, you're creating a new project, right? You're going to be going through that gap cycle where you go through the garbage 
and it's getting through that garbage part where this applies so heavily. But if you could uh, have more of a quote-unquote loving lens on yourself, you could create a lot more because you wouldn't be bogged down by those thoughts of um, those negative thoughts. So I mentioned this because it applies directly to a thousand true fans in that you to get the thousand two fans in general, when you, uh, you, you know, look at it, um, you, you need to understand, um, yourself. You need to have patience, um, and you grok through patience through stepping away and knowing yourself. And the more, you know, and accept, uh, yourself in this process, the easier it is to, um, attract, uh, fans that are, are aligned with what you do or what you create, um, so you're not creating for the masses. You're creating for those true fans. And that's a really important distinction. If you read up on anything or if you, if you try the process, you realize, okay, if I try for the masses, if I'm just trying for 100,000 or whatever, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna piss people off. And <laughs> I'm going to try not to do that. I'm going to create a lukewarm experience for the people I really want to attract. So you're trying to repel the people you really don't care if they come or not because they're they're not really that interested. And if you try to attract everybody, you're going to attract nobody, right? So, um, so it's a, it's about figuring yourself out, knowing yourself, and knowing your uh, creation, uh, your craft enough to say this is it, and then you attract those people that are interested in your craft, and you don't care about the rest. Um, I mean, you do the the consequence of getting those two fans is that you have the auxiliary fans. You have the fans outside of the true core. And there's always a cycle of in and out. I mean, people leave, people come in. So, but you generally have this, this core that influences an outer um, set of just regular fans. Um, but it's about being able to inspire people. Um, so here's, here's an interesting thing that uh, the Good Life Project has, which is, it's um, it, it's passed now um, by the time this this airs, but basically it's a get together, um, and he, the Good Life Project has a uh, sell. Uh, the Good Life Project has a get together, and on the page which I'll link to, it talks about the different um, places you need to get to to. Um, so here, here's one quote to understand that. So, quote, you need to know how to present yourself to the world, to tell your story, share your wisdom, and reveal your unique value in a way that is simple and um, memorable, but also fuels clarity, curiosity, belief, desire, and action, unquote. Here's another extension. Quote, it's about being able to inspire people you can generally help to give you the opportunity to be in their service. It's about turning those you can help into clients, customers, and raving fans and evangelists. It's about your ability to do this in person and through the messaging and media you create on your website, emails, and all forms of written communication on media and media on an automatic 24-7 basis, unquote. So so basically you're you're revealing uh, your unique value. You're um, you're doing you're sharing your story, but you have to understand your story. And you have to be patient with your story because your story 
hasn't ended yet. So you're stepping away, you're knowing yourself, and by doing that, by putting yourself out there um, in a way that attracts uh, those 1,002 fans, you can actually um, not only get to a level of, of mastery you're, you're proud of, but you can also be supported through those fans. So is it a myth? So there's stages. And, and you're not going to, like, is it a myth? And can you answer that question? So let's say there's 30-day challenges. And people say, oh, well, let's just do a challenge. Let's say if we can get 1,000 new fans in 30 days. <laughs> but the thing of it is you won't know in 30 days It's a, uh, if you get there because the measurement factor. How do you measure true fans? It takes time to know a true fan and to know that a person is a true fan. And it comes from having a larger audience and then knowing there is a core. So to uh, to see if the 1,002 fans is actually a myth, you have to break down and do the exercise I linked to, or I have there in the show notes. And then by going through the iter- uh, iteration process in that exercise, um, you will get to a certain level of fans. And let's say you get 50, and then you get 100. And you'll learn something in that process. And if you keep going towards a thousand two fans, whether or not, and this is the important part, whether or not it true is true that those thousand two fans can support you in your art for the rest of your life. <laughs> well, that doesn't matter because it's the process of getting there that you identify what you need and what you want to do to get true fans. So whether it's a thousand or not, you do need some sort of core. Maybe you need, uh, you know, uh, 2000, maybe you need 5000, maybe you'll need 500, but you will understand by going through the process of getting to that point, what it is you need and what it is it takes to get there. That's about it for this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. And check out the uh, checklist um, that's downloadable on the site, creativehabitspodcast.com. Give the exercise a go and uh, move towards those 1,002 fans as an exercise and see if it's valid for you because there are people out there um, that actually have achieved this. And it isn't there because it's uh, a myth or what have you. It's not going to be true for everyone, you know. Um, but it it does have a, at its core not only the process but also the end game. It does have the possibility of working because it has worked for many others. You do have to put the work in. You do have to iterate towards those two fans. But when you get there, you will be much happier with what you do than if you just uh, go towards the masses and you just Uh, try, you know, selling onesies and twosies here and there. You know, selling your art uh, is, it seems to me in this uh, part of the process, selling your art, having been, having myself on Amazon, I can see, you know, it, it, it is a benefit to sell, uh, obviously, to a mass audience and to get those numbers uh, up to a certain point. But in the end, you need some sort of recurrence. You need people to come back to you again and again because that's where you feel more engaged um, and you get to a level where you can support yourself better uh, to weather the storms of like, you know, Black Friday and then no Black Friday. (laughs) 
Um, and whether or not you sell your art, uh, you know, y- you could apply this um, to just, uh, you know, engage subscribers. Um, you never just want to go with a subscriber. You want to go with an engaged subscriber, someone who really shares your uh, stuff and, um, you know, comments back at you and uh, replies to you and so on and so forth. So hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, see you next week.